In a world where James Franco is still considered a credible actor and Mike Busey can open a place called the Sausage Castle, one podcast will rise. One podcast will take a stand. It's host steadfast and strengthened by snark and snobbery. This podcast is Cinema Geekly. It's time for the Cinema Geekly Podcast, episode 124. It's Anthony Lewis along with Aaron De La Osa. How are you doing? What's up, bitches? And Glenn Beauvais. How are you, sir? Bitches up. <laughs> Glenn is also doing good. Uh, before we get going, uh, thank you to everybody who checked out and downloaded episodes during Freemium Week. Uh, but Freemium Week has come and gone. In fact, uh, due to my forgetfulness and not recording any podcasts over the course of the weekend, Freemium Week extended to, I believe, yesterday. Uh, so you got Freemium Week plus two days. So yeah, we're just like the, the Star Wars beta. Yeah, we're just like the Battlefront beta. We extended it by a day or so. Um, yeah, so uh, those episodes, nobody has any excuse for not having listened to them. But now uh, the freemiumness is gone. And uh, you're going to want to head over to cinemageekly.com slash premium if you enjoyed what you listened to over the course of last week. And you can sign up for just $12, and it gives you year-round access, an entire year's worth of access. Uh, I believe we put up one, two, three, four, five, six free episodes last week, including two Who Made Who's, uh, two Gotham podcasts, I Hear the Walking Dead, and uh, a legendary Flashing Arrows of Tomorrow podcast as well. Uh, so that, and hopefully Glenn and I discuss the possibilities of that name maybe even growing if they add like a hawk, uh, hawk girl and uh, hawk dude show. Uh, which who knows at this point the way CW is going, they could just expand it. We could have a podcast title that's like forty or thirty different words. Uh, hopefully it doesn't get to that, but holy shit, it's it's already uh, expended out pretty far. We we are, I think, by the way, just keeping the name Flashing Arrow for the sake of brevity, because The Flash already has uh, world-renowned long titles for their episodes, so just putting Flashing Arrow, uh, the number of, and then the episode titles, uh, that takes up enough space already. We're not going to put that whole long title in there, but... Um, that is officially what the new show is, I guess, when we're going to cover, I guess, now three shows, Glenn, uh, whenever Legends of Tomorrow begin. I think that's not until... No, that's three shows for one podcast, and yeah. then we'll have Better Call Saul at the same time and that's Gotham. Right. That's right. So five. That's five. So much shit going on. Uh, but yeah, there's going to be new episodes. Glenn and I just recorded a new episode of the Gotham podcast that'll be up by the time you hear this. So, uh, com slash premium. $12 for a whole year worth of a podcast and a premium podcast and not the not the cheap shit here it's the the good stuff solid gold on that premium channel uh, a lot of stuff to talk about holy shit you guys uh let's start with uh did anybody watch the trailer for the Sherlock Christmas special oh yeah uh care to do you, do you think, uh, okay, so I watched it and was uh, immediately confused. Yep, sounds about right. Uh, because the whole episode looks like it takes place in Victorian London, which, for the uninitiated, is not 
out of the ordinary, I guess, for Sherlock Holmes, because that's where he primarily exists. But uh, the Stephen Moffat BBC version of Sherlock takes place in modern times, and it is the same cast, the same crew. But for some reason, this episode takes place in Victorian London. Uh, is so, I've seen some people say, eh, it's a Christmas special. They're just doing it because who gives a fuck? It doesn't count. It doesn't matter. It's Sherlock. Everyone should be happy. Uh, or, Aaron, because it's Moffat, will there be Moffating about? Will there be some sort of uh, double Moffat? Uh, he, has, he doesn't really do that a ton uh, in in Sherlock, but uh, could this be one of those, like, does a whole episode take place in, in fucking Sherlock's mind palace? Like, like what's or going could on? this be the time that Doctor Who and Sherlock finally cross over? Oh my god! That's Do you think that, you know, they're, they're just... that. All the that'd be the way they do it is they wouldn't yeah. say fuck about it. That's right, they would because they're British and they're reserved. Yeah, they're, they're very calm. like that. Yeah. If, if um, that show was over here, like it had been Peter Capaldi naked dancing with you know Cumberbatch, like yo, they're finally right. coming together. You know, that's right. A really loud bass line. <laughs> it's a sword battle, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, no, I, I, I'm in the camp with everybody else thinking you know it's a curse special, so you know they. Shows do special things like that once in a while, you know. Why not? It's just non-canon. It doesn't. Yeah, count I, you know, it'll be. It, it's still going to be Cumberbatch, uh, you know, as Sherlock Martin Freeman, you know, Watson. It's it, it's still a show we love. It's just you know, there were definitely, there were definitely pieces of it though in the trailer that felt like they were very, despite being in Victorian London, like the characters were very aware of. This is, at least one scene. Like when he made him wear the hat at the yeah, end? Yeah, he's just like, yeah. Sherlock Holmes, wear the hat. Right. Uh, like, that seemed like very self-aware for some reason. So I'm wondering if there's... I, yeah, because I can see people that are like, wait, 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 what the fuck? Because this show, you get so little Sherlock anyway. You get three, essentially, TV movies, and then the show is gone for two years. Are they aware how many Sherlock Holmes novels there are? There, there, there are quite a few. <laughs> Yeah, there's a there's a couple. There's a couple. There's a, there's that, a handful. There's a fair handful. No, yeah. I mean it. Uh, I mean, no offense to Robert Denny Jr., but clearly, you know, maybe the BBC feels it's about time people recognize Sherlock Holmes in his own environment as an actual British dude. Yeah. Instead but of Robert Denny Jr., I mean, who, who's very, uh, you know, watchable in those movies. They're good movies, but his accent isn't quite. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's, it's not, not exactly Van Dyke, but. <laughs> very few are uh glenn do you is this something that uh that takes on your radar or not really no no i love the sherlock series uh the, <laughs> my theory is that maybe it's more mummy returns like it's reincarnation of ah. uh of past spirits <laughs> that's right and that's how that's how it ties into the modern series you think the mummy will be in it, and that's what, that's what they're going to fight? I kind of hope so. That would actually be pretty great. A Noxuna moon. You know what I mean? Holy Come shit. I, the mummy a... movies were my jam, dude. You can't start bringing bring those up. Brandon Fraser will always be a movie star because of those movies to me, sir. Oh, tap. He is one of the first billion-dollar men. Come on. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe you fucking pulled a Noxuna moon. A Noxuna moon. Holy shit. A Noxuna moon. And, well, I mean, anybody could pull a... Emote. <laughs> oh man you know uh mummy brendan fraser could have also been nathan drake just pointing it out but uh now brendan fraser i don't think could could uh could pull it off uh maybe i don't know he's not I, you know he's not too far gone carrie always got back into shape you know what i mean 
Brendan Fraser could come back and do it. Uh, he's a little bit bigger than what I would imagine Nathan Drake to be, just as yeah. far as like well, stature. It, it, it's either we got him or we got Marky Mark, who's like five three. Uh, you know I mean? No, 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 no! Keep him the fuck away from Uncharted. <laughs> he's gonna be Nathan Drake. Oh my! Who would God. you cast as Nathan Drake like today? Like if you had to pick some guy who's like twenty seven, you know, twenty five to thirty, who would you guys pick to play Nathan Drake? Oh my god! I think we've tried to have this. I think we've tried this discussion before. Um, like I know everybody's going to be like Chris Pratt because he's in everything and he's got the wit. Obviously, he could totally do that character. He's already very Indiana Jones like. People talked about him for Indiana Jones if they ever rebooted Indiana Jones. Um, I Bradley mean, Cooper's I, probably a name you're going to hear a time or two for that. Yeah, also. He's, he would can be. do assholeish. I think as far as stature goes, I think Efron's got the look, but he could. God damn it. No, I agreed. That was the name that popped into my head, too, but I don't want to fucking say it. Yeah. <laughs> he'd have, he, he'd have, he's got the stature for it, but no. God. And he's just so pretty, but man, it's just... If we could put Gary Oldman into, into, into Zach Efron, yeah. then I think we'd have something going. If you could make Gary Oldman uh, Sully, uh, maybe... Uh, I oh. like, I like your thinking. Even though I want John Goodman since he's skinny now. Oh my god, yeah, skinny John Goodman is crazy. I don't know if anybody's seen the pictures of John Goodman uh, lately, but holy shit, dude lost all of his weight, uh, and he looks fantastic. Oh, good for him, yeah. Uh, let's talk about crazy Marvel news because there's, a, there's Marvel, a shitload of it. Marvel just showed up the other day with uh, tons of Phase Three updates. Um, Ant-Man is getting a sequel, and they've already announced the name. It will be Ant-Man and the Wasp, which, of course, is playing off of the tease from the end of the Ant-Man movie where uh, Evangeline Lilly, uh, she's, is she Janet Van Dyne? Who's she playing? Hope. Yeah, Hope. Hope. Van Hope is the daughter, right? Janet was the mother, right? Right. Yes, Janet's the one who got beat by her husband. <laughs> that's right. I don't think that's how it happened in the movie, but... Uh, <laughs> Spoilers, man! Damn. Maybe, maybe there'll be maybe there'll be flashbacks. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so she's going to be teaming up with Paul Rudd for the sequel. Expect which... to see Ant Man and Agent Carter. I, I just have a feeling. Do you think he's like the most accessible? Uh, oh, you yep. mean not? You know, no, not uh, not Paul Rudd, but you mean uh, like original Ant Man? I don't think they can get him. No, but they could get uh, Patrick Wilson to play a younger version of. Uh... Fuck yeah, he's on Fargo now. Yeah, he can. Yeah. He can do it. He's moving great. Right. Absolutely. I think um, he should have been Hank Pym from Jump if that's you know where they were going to go with it. I mean, so this is this is to be expected because Ant Man did well, yeah, uh, and people were really pleased. It, it didn't do crazy. It didn't do like Guardians of the Galaxy numbers or anything like that, but it did totally fine for itself, uh, more than warranting a sequel. And uh, I think they're they they want to be. I I don't know. Is this is this going to make them because it's opening in July July of twenty eighteen. Uh, is this going to get them first out of the gate? Is this going to be before the Wonder Woman movie? Um, I don't, I don't know if it'd be before Wonder Woman, but it'll be Mar- it'll be Marvel's first kind of solo outing, like yeah. they pretty much said. But yeah, I don't it's know. Be before Captain- when, when does Wonder Woman come out? Isn't it? Is it twenty seventeen? It might be twenty seventeen. Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah, it should be twenty seventeen. Uh, I'll go do some research real quick. But, yeah, twenty seventeen. Uh, yeah, so Wonder Woman's going to beat him. Is it okay? Yeah. Um. 18's Aquaman, right? And that Yes. Yeah. They've uh there's also been a shift in release dates. Uh Black Panther's release date has been moved up to February sixteenth. Yes. Uh the sooner the better. Although that is uh 
Normally, that's uh, February is when you put out shit movies, but... Deadpool's uh, coming out in February, sir. You changed that remark. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. oh, I got it. When, when does Deadpool come out in relation to Black Panther? Uh, Deadpool comes out this February. Oh, this February. Uh, yeah, it's Valentine's like, uh, Day. Yeah. yeah, Valentine's Day weekend, yeah. Well, this is going to be close to that, the 16th February of February 2018. Uh, uh, like I said, normally that's when crap movies come out, but in this case, I think it's just going to be... Uh, Black Panther is going to just have no competition and it's going to crush the box office probably for several weeks. Uh, that being said, Captain Man, that's Marvel... really. Oh, never mind, never mind. Wrong year. I was going to say, Captain Marvel is actually taking a hit being moved back to March 8th, 2019. It's weird that Black Panther isn't coming out in March. Does that. Uh... I don't know of anything else that's coming around that time. I don't know why they wouldn't just dominate spring break. Does that mean yeah. Captain Marvel is going to miss the first Infinity Wars movie? I think she debuts in Infinity Wars and then the spinoff ah. will be after that. Uh, and finally, Marvel announced that there will be three film... Uh, they've announced that there are three film dates uh, locked in for 2020. Oh. May 1st, July 10th, and November 6th. Uh, with no films attached to them yet. But uh, So anybody feeling like they're burnt out on comic book movies... Uh, you've got a ways to go still, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, they're they're going to be churning out movies. Uh, Glenn, did you see? Did you get a chance to see Ant Man? Yeah, I saw Ant Man. We talked about it. Oh my god, that's right. It, it's so long ago, sir. I don't remember these things. Uh, I mean, if if you're telling me that they're going to make Ant Man movies instead of Thor, I'm all for it. I would like to speculate on uh, on one of the movies. I think that they're going to announce one of the three mystery films. Oh, go ahead. It almost have to be one of the Planet Hulk ones, right? With what with the rumors they're talking about now with Thor Ragnarok. That's right. I've heard the rumors as well that Bruce Banner might be in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, Bruce and uh, Thor are not in the uh, Civil War movie, and they've been having trouble putting um, finding a solo project for Hulk. And at the same time, the Thor movies. While they do well, don't do well as, say, Iron Man or Captain America. Yeah, they're the uh, Ant-Man level. Yeah, so they could be bolstering Ragnarok by putting uh, Bruce Banner in it as well. And the rumors I heard was that it would the story would involve basically Thor, Bruce, and Sif, I think, maybe? Yeah. Uh, going mm-hmm. to some planet to stop something, maybe with an Infinity Stone involved. Uh, probably with an Infinity Stone involved, the way Thor was talking at the end of Age of Ultron. I don't know. It might involve Ragnarok. Well, yeah, <laughs> it, it could. The 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 Norse <laughs> apocalypse, or it could also be Ragnarok. The from what I from what I can gather, the shitty comic book character in Thor lore as well. There's a Ragnarok character that's also not as great as the actual Ragnarok storyline. So I think that's why they need Hulk too. Like I, I, maybe they might borrow a bit from. Uh... From earlier comics, where the like how the Avengers first kind of came, you know what I mean? Uh, where Hulk was against them essentially, like in the in the first Avengers animated movie Marvel did, where Loki took over Hulk. Yeah, you know what I mean. And Hulk was uh, trash in Asgard. Maybe Hulk is you know is just going apeshit like that, and we finally get a, a good long Hulk versus Thor battle. But I think maybe one of the films they're leading to, like maybe they are going to do Planet Hulk, because with the way they're doing, they're setting up Hulk be- to become more and more intelligent. So if you had more. You know, if he spoke and they have a couple of films to establish yeah. that to where he can, you know, become more and more intelligent, they could do Planet Hulk if they set him up to be, you know, where he could right. have dialogue. And they're going to have to come up with new shit. I mean, yeah. after the Infinity Wars, it's going to probably be a whole new MCU, more than likely. Yeah. 
Namor. Defenders. It'll be it'll be he'll be the defenders. I'm sticking to that. The 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 all the all animal Avengers. I'm sure there's probably something like that. Um, well, now is, you got right? Spider-Man too. You could you could do the Dark Avengers. I mean, there, there's a there's so many ways they could go with this, uh, you know, without even really having to come up with new shit. Yeah. What do you think this all goes out? When do you think they're gonna have to take a hiatus from this stuff? I mean, oh. the easy answer is when it stops being profitable. But like, right. when when will that be? I don't know. I don't uh, think it's never not going to be profitable. I mean, they may not be what completely dominates the box office but there's no way they're not going to make money on these ever again because of the way the global market works yeah they've already been making these things for 30 years you know what i mean yeah i mean it, <laughs> i think what it'll boil down to i mean when they aren't the main focus when they aren't the tent poles like when do you think this i mean i'm thinking like 2020 i mean like 2025 is it could be a while i think it's when they might slow down i mean basically marvel at this point to me it to me it hinges on marvel I mean, it's uh, Disney. It's not like they don't know how to franchise things. I mean, because right now DC is still behind the curve a lot, and they've still got a lot of catching up to do. So right now, for me, it hinges on Marvel, and basically Marvel's going to just have to start making movies that aren't that great. Uh, and so far, even their even their average outings uh, to most are still pretty damn good, entertaining movies. They might not be... Uh, I don't even uh, think that they could run out of stuff because I mean, all you have to do is essentially recast. You you could throw in, uh, bring in someone from a different uh, universe to, to replace an Iron Man or something like that, like sure. a different. You know what I mean? It's not or, like or, or, or essentially, different. you know what I mean? There's so many other superheroes they could choose from to where if someone dies, you know, hey, that that's just it for a while, and you roll with something else. I mean, sure. I think they keep this train going for a long time. Yeah. As long as as long as the content is good, there's going to be an audience that's going to pay for it, and I guess. W- It'll determine because some people will get burned out. I've seen a lot of people that are like, "I'm just burned out on comic Fuck book them. movies." I never thought I'd say it, but I'm burned out on comic book movies. Um, I'm never going to get burned out on movies if they're good. Movies, I mean, so. the overall story arc, some of the uh, finer points are getting a little strained. Oh sure, uh, sure. I mean, so. that's going to happen too. I mean, it happens in the books. Yeah, but we're watching a movie about super ha- like about super powered people and aliens. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's only so much you can expect, sure. Right. Um, one more trailer, uh, and I've got some other bits. Actually, you know what? No, let's uh, let's talk about the Jessica Jones thing real quick, because Aaron had a Jessica Oof. Jones thing to mention. Uh, there was, by the way, a, finally a pretty decent teaser also that Netflix put out. I don't know if you saw this one, but it's the one that has uh, David Tennant's voiceover in it. It's so good. Oh, man. He's going to be fucking Satan. And she's staring at, uh, Kristen Ritter is staring at a bunch of, pictures that i'm guessing she has put on a wall like i guess maybe trying to uh sort of like a spider web evidence into finding out uh where david Tennant's character is uh and then at the end uh, as the they shift perspective and you can see his face in it uh in the web of pictures and stuff it's really quite good uh but aaron was telling me that they screened an episode yeah they screened this the premiere the premiere episode at the new york city comic-con oh how um, did it go Everybody's saying like you know, buckle up because it it's gonna get very adult and dark really fucking quick with this show, as we all expected. Um, yeah, it, it was long thought that, yeah. that part. Yeah, it, and I think this one's gonna get even darker because they are taking largely from the the alias run of the comic they did with her. And uh, one scene in particular for anyone who's read the comic, you know what I'm talking about. For anyone who hasn't, you know, spoiler alert. Um, 
the way the alias comic book starts is uh, Jessica and uh, Luke Cage are uh, are going at it. Yeah. Um, and in the fighting way or in the loving way? In in the loving way. Um, and then uh, it, it transitions to uh, how do I say this delicately? He he goes in the back door. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, well, yeah, and uh, <laughs> essentially it being, um, uh, you know, they're both super powered, you know, and she's in control of her power, so she's going to dominate this. You know, it, 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 it's a whole sexual dance, you know, and, and he just he just goes right for the pooper. Um, but she encourages it. Well, apparently uh, there's a scene in this very premiere My goodness. where they smash cut to it where these two are just dogging each other out. I mean, just going at it hard and heavy. Uh, and she eggs him on uh, to do it. And he warns her, you know, hey, you may not be able to take it. And she just kind of grins. He's like, whatever. And so they go at it. And then apparently, you know, Heidi Ho, you know, he's going down the coal chute. Uh, and they just show her face. And she seems to be really enjoying it. And that is a scene in uh, that episode. Like Basically, like, you know, what he's trying to tell her is like, look, they call me Power Man. Like, you're not going to be able to handle the destruction that I'm about to reap. And she just says, bitch, please, I have superpowers. And, <laughs> And that's it. And they, you know, they're just two adults, just you know, doing as they will. But uh, right. that, that's in the fucking show. That's crazy. Oh I my mean, god. I mean, it's not as crazy as Martha Jones and Sensate, but because uh, uh, that was really fucking crazy. But dude, but Martha, she wasn't actually Martha Jones there. You know, it, oh, that's true. she was that's Martha true. Jones, like you know, on the control comma yeah. the TARDIS, you know, pulling out a, a sparkly dildo from from someone. But yeah, Peggy, this Peggy. is yeah. Fuck! I, I, you know, trust me. I, I'm not. I'm not approved. I'm. I'm actually kind of excited to see it. It's going to be entertaining. Like it's like holy shit. They're actually going to do it. I'm. I'm but, actually shocked that they're man. that it's possible that they're going to show a scene where a woman is enjoying sex. That's a well, really but rare in the, television. In the butt. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're allowed to enjoy that for sure. Well, yeah. Everybody should. Yeah. It's fantastic. Literally everybody. Just, men, women. Yeah. Why not? Uh, they're uh, yeah. The, the fact that they're they're going right at it. I mean, it, it's very uh, uh, encouraging, I, I guess, in a way to, to know that you know that with the Netflix they're doing darker characters, so they should be more adult. They should be you know darker source material. But that's just that goes back to what Glenn and I were kind of talking about uh, at the end of last year when Daredevil's first run came up. Is that in the second season of Daredevil? The the places they could go with Karen Page, uh, just knowing that they're allowing Jessica Jones to go this heavy. That's right. The second, the next couple seasons of Daredevil, depending on how how quickly they progress, Karen's storyline are gonna be some of the most amazing things you're likely to see, probably since like you know the last five episodes of Breaking Bad. I mean, they're it's about to get really, really fucking great. That is high praise. Glenn's over there shaking his head. I can hear it silently. Uh, nope, I bet he agrees. Maybe. I don't know. Glenn, do you agree? Yeah, I do. I mean, the other thing you'll see in this trailer is you can see why uh, uh, David Tennant was cast as uh, Hannibal Lecter <laughs> before, you know, Mads Mikkelsen's terrifying figure came onto the screen. But you can see why uh, he was cast as that because he is very menacing when he wants to be. Which is crazy, right? It's It's. Uh, I mean, just knowing him as the doctor, he seems like the least. Well, I mean, person. or you know him as Barty Crouch Jr. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> was also like a Death Eater. That's right. Fucker. Um, <laughs> all right. So, did anybody watch the trailer for Pride, Prejudice, and Zombles? Uh, no. I mean, I, I could, did I watch could bring it, myself to do it. It was a teaser, uh, more than anything. It was pretty much 
what you'd expect, which is uh, beginning with uh, treating it very much like it's a remake of Pride and Prejudice, right? Where, you know, the classic by Jane Austen and it's the fucking, you know, classical Victorian music and uh, scenes and shit straight out of, you know, the book and all the other movies anybody's ever seen. Um, and then I then it you know smash cuts into zombie killing and women in victorian gowns and hair and makeup uh killing the shit out of zombies is pretty much the whole trailer uh glenn did you watch it yeah i did i mean i'm not excited for it because i think this project turned so many hands Mm -hmm. that it just there's no way it can be good i mean there's so many people that were involved that jumped in and out of it that natalie portman was supposed to star in this thing and once upon a time too wasn't yeah she? that is right yeah, yeah. I, I did i think i think it switched like four or five directors i mean it's just uh seems yeah, like it, a nightmare it had a it had a hard time um it, i mean it looked okay but you know it looked like how abraham lincoln vampire hunter looked to me which was you know a fun movie to watch one night from the red box and uh it's fun once but anything more than that i mean that's sure. just that's just silly <laughs> uh here's some other pieces of news that came up too quickly for me to post on the facebook page uh Quint- van dyke turned 90 today did he congratulations Speaking DVD. Of great british accents that's right the master of the british accent dick van dyke himself and this I was is really a surprise where... when i got to london that everybody yeah. talked like that it was yeah. weird this is uh, part ben starts yelling at us through his headphones well that's just because dick van dyke couldn't they he did a better British accent than actual British people, I think, is why they didn't sound like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure the Queen is actually going to knight him. Like, she's even going to be confused by the, the accent and just assume that he's a British actor. Oh, well, I mean, they did uh, that with I think it's with, possible uh, for them to have a real person who talks like one of the travelers. <laughs> talks like the gypsies, you know what I mean? Perhaps. Well, that's, um, been, uh, that's Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt did that. Well, uh, just people that actually speak like that. Like, that shit, you know what I mean? As an exclusive, you guys, from Variety... Uh, they're reporting that Quentin Tarantino is going to be showing two different cuts of The Hateful Eight. Are they uh, both on VHS or however, whatever dumb shit way he watches movies? Uh, well, here... <laughs> well, this is... this Because uh, it was shot in 70mm, right? So here's the uh, here's some Quentin Tarantino quotes that are just oh so Quentin Tarantino sounding. Uh, the 70 is 70, he said. You've paid the money, you've bought the ticket, so you're there. I've got you. But I actually changed the cutting slightly for a couple of the multiplex scenes because it's not that. Now it's on Showtime Extreme. I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. You're watching it on a TV and you just kind of want to watch a movie on your couch. Or you're at Hot Dog on a Stick and you just want to catch a movie. What the fuck is he talking about? Anyway, um, here's the news. So he has like a digital cut and a... And a film cut? Like he he does... It is digital and photochemical? Yeah. Um... Uh, well, uh, here's the, here's what Variety says. When audiences pay to see the limited, there's going to be a limited roadshow oh, okay. engagement. Like what they did with Interstellar. Yeah. A limited roadshow engagement this holiday season. It won't just be projected on ultra Panavision 70 millimeter photography. Um, it will be slightly different and a longer film overall. The roadshow version has an overture and an intermission. It will oh, be three. What an- asshole it will be three hours and two minutes in length the multiplex version is about six minutes shorter not counting the intermission time which is about 12 minutes i think a lot of these movies need an intermission so i'm kind of happy for that (laughs) 
Yeah, Quentin movies. Tarantino only watches uh, movies on VHS. How does he watch his own movies? Because I defy you to find a VHS copy of Django Unchained somewhere in the world. Uh, he probably made one in post. That is, does he actually still have a VCR hooked up and he records shit? That, like is, how, that is how the hipsters were. He probably play. owns the last remaining blockbuster. <laughs> he just goes, just walks in there, puts a bag over his face and jerks off for a while and falls asleep on top of a poster of, like, you know, The Wiz. That's where, he's, that's where he started. Great news for nerds from Nerdist. Uh, Robin Boys. Is that what you're talking about? No. Robin Hood Origins has been put on hold, and Kingsman 2 will be moving forward. Hmm. Uh, Colin First character may have extolled the virtues of the mantra, Manners Maketh Man, and these years excellent spy action, Kingsman the Secret Service, but its director is certainly... Uh, isn't following that credo when it comes to making the sequel. The Hollywood Reporter has announced that Matthew Vaughn has won his cinematic Cold War with Lionsgate over his young lead, Taron Edgerton, who is set to star in both Kingsman 2 and Robin Hood Origins. Basically, oh, wow. Robin Hood Origins sounds like it's going to be fantastic. Just because uh, Taron Edgerton is in it? or No, it, it really does not sound like it's going to be anything more than a lump of shit. Basically, yeah, well- they Basi- don't care about Robin Hood. Basically, uh, basically, he was gonna. They w- basically wanted for both movies, and there was some sort of bidding war or something. I don't know about which movie was gonna get made first. And it sounds like Sanity prevailed, and Kingsman Two is going to get made first. Uh, so at least this way, uh, Edgerton's career will not be tarnished by this Robin Hood movie. That can happen after the Kingsman sequel happens. <laughs> Um, for months now, the two movies have been in negotiations. Both want him to start filming in the first half of 2016, but obviously that can't happen. Uh, blah, 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 a bunch of other shit. And basically what it boils down to is, uh, Robin Hood Origins is waiting because somebody with half a brain, uh, realized which would be, uh, the better movie to, to make first. So clearly, uh, I think we've all won. Uh, as it pertains to that. And perhaps Taron uh, has won more than any of us because uh, maybe they'll recast his role for that shitty uh, Robin Hood Origins movie. Have you read up on it? Like, what I'm guessing it's what it sounds like, right? Uh, going to be a teenage Robin Hood in the woods first learning how to shoot bows and shit. Is he going to be shirtless a lot? Oh, turn God willing. Werewolf? Will there be a Brian Adams song in the soundtrack? That's what I want to know. Boy, that's someone who's missing from soundtracks these days, Brian Adams. <laughs> I think he feels the same way too, I'm sure, but uh did anybody see <laughs> the, Daniel- the Daredevil the Daredevil trailer? Did you guys watch that shit? There's a, a what now? The Daredevil season two trailer. I didn't realize they put a season two trailer out. Yeah, a really crappy version leaked. Uh so then Marvel went ahead and released it. It, it was a like, okay. like a two and a half minute trailer where the first minute and a half was just a highlight of oh the first uh, season. was the first season. But then the, the all the rest was stuff. Yeah, I heard the there's uh, I heard there's like brief glimpses of uh, you see Electra masking up. You got uh, Barenthal walking with a shotgun down a uh, a hospital hallway. And he says beg like in a very Punisher way. And Karen looks at a uh, at an X ray. That's the Punisher skull. That was like you know the big thing. Uh, yeah. You know, just a little taste, but no, I have not. Oh god, I can't wait. <laughs> I got some news. Oh, okay, go ahead, sir. I was gonna so, continue. Some good and bad news. Uh-oh. Uh, Dick the guy. Who, no, <laughs> the creator of Luther is gonna be writing the remake of Escape from New York. Oh, that's interesting. 
I haven't, it, I haven't seen uh, Luke. They're, they're going to get Kurt Russell, right? Like, he's still... Oh, sure. Be yeah. I mean, he better, but I, I don't know. He'd have to be. Who... Oh, man. I don't even want to discuss who could... Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. I mean, I, if they're going to make remake Snake Blitzkin, I guess I'm okay with it being Idris Elba. I don't know. MacGyver took over for him in the Stargate TV oh, show. Oh, dude. Not, see? But you could put Idris Elba in anything, and the movie automatically sounds like it's going to be great. Because as soon yeah. as you said Idris Elba, I was like, shit, I would totally see Escape from New York with Idris Elba Snake Blitzkin. Yeah, that's why... I mean, I I mean, my Snake Blitzkin yeah, is man. American and uh, brown-haired and blue-eyed. Uh... So, I, I mean, mean, that's why that's why Aaron automatically assumes that Star Trek Beyond will be the greatest Star Trek movie of all time because Idris Elba is has to the be. villain. Yeah, I thought I thought Benicio be, del Toro was. Be, the uh, no, no, sir. Benicio del Toro was the one who was rumored to play Khan at first, and then he uh, right. didn't end up signing on, and then they went with Benedict Cumberbatch. You know, I like Benedict Cumberbatch. I think Benicio probably would have been better for that. I think so. I, you know what? I think so, too. Probably. Because Benicio's uh, actually crazy. Yeah, it would have definitely been different. That's for goddamn sure if Benicio Del Toro was playing Khan. It would have definitely been What if they go different. comedy with it, though, and try to make it kind of funny? You think Adam Sandler could play Snake Plissken if they did it on Netflix? Yes. No. Um, <laughs> if, if they did that... I think if I Netflix think wants to kill their business... Like, that would That might... Just be the one. But, that, but he yeah. decides his own projects. Maybe he's just like, "Fuck it, Netflix, buy me Escape from New York. I want to be Snake Plissken." <laughs> like, would they you? Uh, they, they might. I mean, hey, if he's drawn in the, if he's drawn in the the views, maybe they'll. I oh, I right. would hope Kurt Russell beat the shit out of him if they did that. That'd be the only time you'd. Find I mean, I, I almost want to see it done just to know how bad that movie could turn out. Like, I'm kind of secretly hoping, like. Wish upon wish that this shit, <laughs> that someone out there hears this and gets a hold of Sandler and he's like, I totally want to do that. Uh, so before we hop into the box office and uh, the oh, upcoming boy, movies, what a lump of shit that would be! Fucking Christ! Did uh, did anybody oh. see the Daniel Craig interview for UK's Time Out magazine? No. What do you do? Oh, did he take his shirt off and punch somebody? Oh my gosh! Uh, oh, did he really? Is that did I guess it? No. Uh, oh. <laughs> I was like, damn, that is awesome. He is not a cryptic man, nor does he mince words when he was being interviewed about James Bond. Yeah, he's doing another one. Uh, not according to this UK Time Out magazine interview that he granted. He's contracted for one. Uh, uh, when asked if the actor who plays the iconic James Bond for a fourth time in the upcoming Spectre would do another 007 film, his answer was salty to say the least. Quote, I'd rather break this glass and slash my wrists," said Craig. He continued to say, "Wait, wait a second. <laughs> he said, "He continued to say, "No, not at the moment, not at all. That's fine. I'm over it at the moment. We're done. All I want to do is move on." Jesus. When pressed if that <laughs> meant he was done for good, Craig replied, "I haven't given it any thought or done with bond for good." He said, because uh, basically they're like, "Hey, what would it take?" And he's like, I haven't given it any thought for at least a year or two. I just don't want to think about it. I don't know what the next step is. I have no idea. Uh, not because I'm trying to be cagey. Uh, who the fuck knows? At the moment, we've done it. I'm not in discussion Good with anybody Christ. about anything. If I did another Bond movie, it would only be for the money, he said. Uh, Man, that's a, that, he is Harrison Ford. And, <laughs> and the best quote is, uh, I've saved the best for last. 
Wait, it, gets, uh, it can't get better than how he started to answer that question. Yeah, uh, because uh, this interviewer at this point, you'd think, like, if you're like, hey, uh, would you be... Because, you know, I'm sure he hasn't been asked the question. Or you Dude, this interviewer was stroking his cock instantly, like, I gotta keep asking this guy questions. This is fantastic. Yes. Uh, uh, <laughs> because the, the interviewer pressed him again and uh, asked Daniel Craig's thoughts on if he's not coming back for Bond, uh, who... Uh, who should follow um, him, whoever that say might Idris be? Alba? Does he agree with us? This is Daniel Craig's quote on who should follow him whoever, uh, if somebody ever takes the mantle of Bond. Uh-huh. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> good, <laughs> good luck to, he says, good luck to them. All I care is that I stop doing these things. We've left them in a good place, and somebody else can pick it up and make it better. That's all. You know, the, you know why he doesn't like to do this? He hates working out. Is that what it is? Yeah, Daniel really? Craig. He's a he's a fat boy deep down. Yeah, I'll blame him. He's, he's always so he's always so jacked though. Like in all his movies, he's jacked. I don't no, think... he but like when he isn't filming, like he is a disgusting pig. He doesn't care. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, I mean look, if that gets you Rachel Weiss, I mean, I'm not going to complain. I mean, I mean, what fun. a what a quote factory that is. Like. That's a, she was in the Mummy said, series. You guys remember her in the Mummy? The last interview yeah. I oh, the, yeah I do. The last interview I read, something must have snapped between now and then because the last interview I read with him, he's like, uh, he was very cagey about it. Instead, where he's like, "Oh, I'm contracted for another one, and we'll see, I guess." And here he's like, "I'd rather slash my wrists open." Somebody put him back in the cagey because, damn, dude. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this guy, he basically like the, that's the best interview I've ever heard anyone give. <laughs> It's never going to get any better than that. The only way it could get better if the next time he pulls out a Bond poster and shits on it. <laughs> like that's that's the best response to an interview's questions I've ever heard. It, I mean, he oh. does he does come off though. Is there video or audio of this anywhere? Fortunately, I don't think so. It's for a magazine. Oh, so. that sucks. Uh, maybe maybe time out. I would I would set that would be my ringtone forever. Like that uh, would be uh, it. Daniel Craig yelling, "I don't give a fuck." Um, yeah, that'd be it. I mean, he does come off. A little whiny sounding, maybe. Like, it, but he his, did this with Skyfall, his, his, though. His checks have cleared, man. You're, yeah, he, he yeah, got yeah. paid. He, he's ready to just eat some sandwiches and the not do is, shit. Though, it's, the thing is, though, it's not like he's doing shitty move, shitty movies for money. He's doing like pretty high quality, like really good movies. And he's for like, for, well, for money, sure. Maybe, I mean, maybe <laughs> he's just maybe he's Gary Oldman. I mean, Gary Oldman's just like, I just do this because it pays well. Like, no, yeah, he, I, I, I've never heard Gary it. Oldman give a, a response to the level uh, that Daniel Craig is hit. Even when you know when he wanted to be take, he demanded his name be taken off uh, off a of Hannibal. He didn't say, you know, what, go fuck yourself. You know, I'll, I'll slash, I'll slash my fucking wrist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck who plays him after. Yeah, basically, <laughs> he sounds like he's uh, the British Bruce Willis at this point. He's just oh, there you go. Yes, he is. So can he work with Kevin Smith? I want to see that happen again. <laughs> Oh, uh, shit. Um, let's do uh, the box office. We're a little late. Yo, Craig, the British Bruce Willis. <laughs> He's a so more... We're not, we're not doing mailbag? No, oh, I didn't even think to do that. No, we're not. Do we have mailbag? Uh, we might have a question. I got something I could bring up. I, I know Glenn's going to like. You do? Uh, there's that. There's talks that they're actually working on, uh, on a script outline for uh, bringing the boys to television. What, what's the boys? Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, Glenn, I thought you read that book. Uh, okay, the, the boys <laughs> is a comic book. Uh, 
Oh, okay. Group, yeah. but, uh, I'm sorry, but when you say the boys, like that's pretty ambiguous. But yeah, no, no it's, but, I know but that's the name about. of the book. It's called The Boys. Yeah. Uh, well, they're already doing Preacher for AMC. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are doing it. Well, apparently now uh, it's Rogen and Goldberg, but they also have the guy who created Supernatural. Uh, they're the ones shopping it around, you know, the boys to, to bring it to, you know, whatever network. But if they pull this up, the boys will be your favorite superhero TV show uh, ever. It's never going to get any better. It's about this group of badasses, essentially. They police the superhero community. So whenever a superhero gets out of line, these mm-hmm. people just go in and murder the shit out of them. I mean, it, it's amazing. They, they go full Punisher, like, on these superheroes. They're, they're, a, they're a CIA team, and it's just... Oh, it, it's been such a long time coming. If, if this actually happens, uh, it's going to be amazing. So anyone out there, uh, do yourself a favor, pick up the trade, read the boys. Uh, you're not going to regret it. Such a... oh. It's such a yeah, good concept for a show. I'm, because, like, I'm so excited for Preacher. Oh. Oh. Yeah, and it's good, too, that they're bringing more kind of darker, like, adult, you know, uh, you know, comic books. That's what makes DC good, is the vertical, the well, Vertigo yeah. labels. The Vertigo labels are amazing. Those titles are, oof. Mm. Did mm. Superman ever take Wonder Woman up the butt? Uh, I mean, in Watchmen, oh, he just dropped his mic. Is that what happened? In Watchmen, <laughs> that it? He just he unplugged. He's like, all right, I'm done with this. <laughs> I mean, the new Fifty Two, man. It's like I don't it's really Superman and Wonder Woman just sex all the time. Glenn, I don't really have anything good Do to choose really? from here. No, I, I just thought you said that you were gonna that. Oh no, it sounded like a good. It sounded like a good idea. Glenn had an idea that. Instead of doing like a mailbag episode, we could just do uh, pick like one mailbag thing and do like one a week if there is one to do. Oh, right. Uh, which is not a which is not a bad idea. Um, it's also entirely possible that there will be a week where we have nothing to talk about and also no mailbag stuff because we used it all, um, which would suck. But yeah, I got no- I got nothing good right now. Uh, let's do the, uh, the top of the box office. It's, it's a little late, uh, as we're recording this, uh, on a Tuesday, but, is it, is uh, it, already? it is in fact Tuesday. It's Flash Day and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Day. Oh, that's right. All in one. Uh, but that's okay. We'll talk about what happened, uh, uh, from last weekend, just a few days ago. It's, it wasn't that far ago or that long ago, I guess I should say, uh, all right, here we go. Number five, Sicario, which fell from number three, uh, did uh, seven point five million. I'm wondering how that's doing, because um, that's been in theaters for about a month now. Well, uh, I mean, it was in limited for yeah, limited for a little bit. Forty four million it's made uh, worldwide uh, on a production budget of thirty million. So it's not doing that great, uh, considering how much it costs to shoot. Uh, the intern retained its spot at number four, making eight point six million dollars. Uh, this is Robert De Niro's cash grab, pretty much. Yeah, uh, it's it's done one hundred eight million dollars worldwide. Wow! Uh, in its uh, third week, I think Robert De Niro only does cash grabs unless he works with David O. Russell. Uh, Pan, <laughs> uh, Pan floundered, debuting at number three. Well, they pushed it back so many times. It only did fifteen million. Holy! On a hundred and twenty-five million dollar budget, I believe. One fifty. 
one fifty. Is that I'm just pro- is that just production? That is just production. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not talking about the but the wow. marketing the marketing, which could be another hundred and fifty million, considering how many goddamn commercials Easily. I saw for that. Movie. Well, this movie's going to be on FX in about two years. Yeah, it's going to be on Crackle next week, man. Holy yeah. shit. Um, it's made a grand total of forty-two million worldwide. It bombed. Mm. Well, it looked mm. terrible. Yeah, it did. I mean, talk about you know we we you know kind of laughed about the whole Emma Stone uh, being Asian, Aloha. I mean, yeah. Rooney Rooney Mara being Native American in this is just as big of a joke and slap in the face. Uh, Hotel Transylvania Two retained its number two spot in its third week in the box office. It did another twenty point four million dollars. That's why Adam Sandler moves on to Escape from New York. Raising its grand total to It's basically grown-ups with monsters. Uh, and for the second week in a row, The Martian retained its number one spot, pulling in another $37 million. Uh, it is now up to $232 million plus worldwide. Uh, so that movie is doing pretty good for itself. Uh, $108 million production budget. Um, and it's looks it, it's looking like it's going to do okay. Uh, movies opening this week. Uh, we've got three pretty decent, uh, releases, wide releases. Um, we've got the, uh, the Steven Spielberg, uh, co-written by the Coen brothers. Uh, Tom Hanks movie, Bridge of Spies. That looks really bad. Yeah, really? You don't think it looks good? It looks really cheesy. It looks like Miracle. Well, come on, Forrest Gump was cheesy, but it was still fucking great. <laughs> um, yeah, except this wasn't trying to. Like, Forrest Gump is Forrest Gump. This is like trying to make a statement about the Cold War. Well, it's about time. I mean, nobody said anything about the Cold War. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> I don't know what took it so long. Has it been brought up? Is it really written by the Cohen brothers? Uh, co-written, yeah. It's uh, Ethan and Joel Cohen. Is that the Cohen brothers? There, there's a different Ethan. He doesn't have the H. Um, how do you how do you pronounce Ethan without an H? No, I mean he doesn't have an H in the name. Yeah, that's the. But how is it Ethan? If there's no I don't H know. In his name. I'm telling you, that's how he pronounces it. it it's Ethan. Uh, yeah, Tom Tom Hanks is basically the big name in it. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited for Hail Caesar, the actual Coen Brothers film. Alan Alda's in it. Uh, by the way, Bridge of Spies, 89 percent on Rotten Tomatoes right now, out of uh, 35 reviews. An instant award contender. Would you, yeah. coming out this late? Would you? Uh, yeah. Would you, Aaron? Would you care to give me a a a, a beat in the background so that I may oh, read the fuck yeah, son. All right. Uh, British spies finds new life in Hollywood's classic Cold War espionage thriller formula, thanks to a reliably outstanding work from Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks. Uh, I hope you got two more of those in you because the next two movies all have critical consensuses. I don't oh, see really? how Goosebumps is decent. Oh, Christ, Goosebumps? Uh, Goosebumps! All right. With, uh, hold on, sir. With uh, Jack Black. By the way, Amy Ryan is in this movie, too, and she's in Bridge of Spies. Oh, so, come back. Um, Amy Ryan. I have no idea who that is. but she's She in was in The movies. Office. Is she? Yeah, she's the, the one. She's the one that uh, Michael Scott ends up with. Oh yeah, okay, okay. Oh, yeah, and she yeah. was in Gone Baby Gone or Gone. Wait. Yeah, and she was in Birdman one, as well. The one that was directed yes. by Ben Affleck. 
She played Sil- she played uh, Sylvia in Birdman. Uh, anyway, this is uh, directed by Rob Letterman. Yes, the oh, my sorry, was... the bastard child of David Letterman, presumably. Eighty-two uh, percent on the tomato meter. Get goosebumps, really? With a twenty-two reviews, how can you have a consensus with only twenty-two reviews in? Because there, no more people are going to see that movie Maybe. over the age of eleven. <laughs> Here's the consensus. Here's the consensus. Uh, Goosebumps boasts just enough of its spooky source material's kid-friendly charm to make up for the script's scattershot humor and punishingly frantic pace. That doesn't sound like a good consensus. No, it doesn't. It's like charming. It it's charming, but the script is scatter. The humor is scattershot, and the pace is punishingly frantic. Like that sounds not fun. I don't know. God, read- yeah. What? Aaron, huh. did you did you read Goosebumps as a as a as a younger lad or no? No, that was a, a little was a after, bit after my time, slightly so. after your time. Yeah, I yeah. I caught in right on the tail of the Goosebumps. Uh, I was more of a choose your own adventure kid, and my younger brother was the one who was really into Goosebumps. Like yeah, I was like Goosebumps on the was uh, man, they were everywhere. They sure were, sir. Like because you know when you had like in school. I don't know if you guys had this. I'm sure you did, but you had to like read a certain amount of pages every six weeks. Mm-hmm. And we had like there's a system where you had to be points. So certain like how bigger the book, the more points. But like Goosebumps were like that perfect length that you if you read two of them, then you were good for like almost a semester. Yeah, I was. I think that's why it was super popular where I was, and that was just because you got to get through them. And and the uh, you know young adult version of. Uh, like American heroes, like when George Washington was like 16, those were also popular for that reason. <laughs> uh, and also opening this week, uh, Guillermo del Toro's Crimson Peak, which oh, this one looks like it's pretty good. I learned was not a remake of the other Crimson Peak that I was thinking of. Was that a volcano movie? <laughs> yeah, it was. Is it, a, is it a sequel to Dante's Peak? No, I think, weren't those the competing movies though? Were Crimson Peak and Dante's Peak, weren't those... Yeah, they were the, the volcano, volcano movies. Yeah. And then uh, Volcano. And then Volcano. Oh, Christ, that's right. Uh, boy, we were really fucking obsessed with Volcanoes there for a while. And twister. We need another Twister. Not not that Into the Storm crap. I mean, Twister. Twister, for sure. The uh, You wouldn't know it from the commercials, but apparently Charlie Hunnam is in this movie. Is in, in what? A- twister? No, he's in this movie, <laughs> Crimson Peak. Oh, oh. I was saying you wouldn't know it from the commercials because I have seen... There's going to be one guy just yeah, get out of the shower and just gets a glimpse of an ass cheek, and that's going to be Charlie Hunnam. Yeah, because he, he says, like, you know, don't go to the house. I think that's the only thing you ever see him in. I, I don't. I didn't even realize. Yeah, I, I, it's mostly Jessica Chastain and Tom Hiddleston that you see, but uh, Aaron is... Mia Wasawagawagawakowski. Mia Wasakowski. Uh, but the reason... She was Alice, right? Yes. Yeah. And uh, and the reason Aaron will be going is because Supernatural's Jim Beaver is also in this movie. Yeah, so definitely seeing this now. now hell I'm yeah, bunch of it- events before. Jim Beaver's awesome. And the rest of these guys are idiots. <laughs> uh, the the six or so Supernatural fans that are listening to this podcast right now had a had exactly what Aaron had a a slight guffaw, <laughs> a, a, a minor chuckle. I get that reference. Uh, 70% of the tomato meter with only 10 reviews. So there is no critical consensus. It's a horror movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's 70% out of 
10 reviews. That being said, uh, Todd McCarthy of The Hollywood Reporter hated it, and the guy writing for Variety hated it as well. Nah. There's no yeah. accounting for taste, I guess. Uh, but the yeah, AV once Club, it gets to 22, it'll have a consensus. The AV Club liked it. The <laughs> Rap liked it. Uh, Cinema Blend, other places like that. Uh, uh, that Devin uh, Farachi guy, he liked Sawa. What about Guy Ferreira? Uh, no comment yet from Guy Fieri. Okay. Which is how you pronounce his last name, Glenn. I don't. I don't really care. We're all about. about we're all about pronouncing people's last names correctly on this show, Glenn Bove. <laughs> uh, that's what we're all about here on the Cinema Geekly Podcast. Um, I believe that is a wrap for this week, and just in enough time for. I, I'm sure Glenn is going to rush to his couch to watch this week's episode of The Flash. Oh yeah, I'll be back in a flash. Are you Are you actually going to watch The Flash, or are you going to watch it tomorrow or something? No, I'm going to watch The Flash. Oh okay, yeah, me too. Well, that might make all three of us. I think all three of us might go watch The Flash after this podcast is over with. Uh, hey, really quick. Uh, the sure. lady who plays Caitlin Stark was spotted in uh, Northern Ireland uh, having lady... coffee with another cast member. Uh, what's her name? Lady Stone? Is it Stoneheart? Lady, lady Stoneheart? Stoneheart, yeah. God, they they better make good on that. From like the instant I read about that character, I'm like, she Michelle better Farley show up. is her name. Uh, yeah, she better show up this season. It's about damn time. We need... Uh, we need is there any way he gets that book out before the show come, before the, the new season starts? No. Oh no, no way before that or his death. Right. No, no. Or his death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's gonna be like J.D. Salinger. I mean, he's gonna have released more books than J.D. Salinger, but he's gonna have like the unfinished works are just gonna be in a safe. Or uh, that guy somewhere. who did the girl with the dragon tattoo. Now there's like some dude who's carrying on his legacy. Really. Well, yeah, yeah. There's like some new guy, like writing out new girl, in, girl trouble something series. Hmm. You know, since that guy like wrote the three books and then blew his brains out. I don't know what books are, so it's difficult for me to pay enough attention to the. Uh, there's things on. that no longer exist in Star Trek. <laughs> That's true, sir. And they read everything on Kindles uh, in the future. Uh, they they correctly predicted the the Kindle except fight. for Eric Bana. Eric Bana has read American history about Kirk. That's right. Well, I mean, he read it on a pad. You know, Kirk he, Cobain. He didn't use a book. Is that what he's talking about? No, Captain Kirk. Oh, he's talking about the first Star Trek movie. We got to watch that watch uh, that Washington Bleach video or the the movie or whatever. Oh yeah, is that that's a docu- is that a documentary or is that a well, uh, it's a. Movie? It's sort of both, wasn't it? Remember, we saw that trailer. It was the guy who played oh, Jay Leno. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it, it, but it, it was real people, but they use actors to enact, sure. like, you know, that this guy's, you know, yeah. evidence or whatever the shit. So it's like one of those murder shows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exactly, it's one of those murder shows. It's <laughs> one of those murder okay. shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a. Uh... Homicide Hunter Joe Casada. I know I'm not the only one that watches. Yeah, yeah. That no, show. it's like it's like unsolved mysteries. Uh, I, I watch Ghost Hunters every week. I can't talk shit about anybody. Or not go. Or sorry, Ghost Adventures. The ones with the uh, the guys who shop at Hot Topic. <laughs> Have you seen? They're they're these steroided up dudes, <laughs> yeah. and they just walk. Oh, dude! Like yeah, and they were just... on the soup. Yes. <laughs> they're fucking morons, right man. It's hilarious to watch. They, right. Every week, they swear to God, one of them gets possessed. It's the funniest fucking shit. <laughs> All right, we're tangenting too much. Oh, bro, uh, I feel like punching you in the face right now. It must be a demon. Uh, it's like, oh, fuck. wow, really? That's the show? 
Yes, that is the exact show. Sounds like an amazing show. It is. It's 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 the best thing I've ever seen. <laughs> All right. So for most everything uh, we talked about today, <laughs> cinemageekly.com. Some of it uh, you can find on 4chan. Some of it you can find on 4chan. We got to be a uh, subreddit somewhere. Really don't go into 4chan. Or if, if we do go to 4chan, don't go to the fucking, uh, God, I can't remember what subform that is on 4chan. Lemon party. Uh, <laughs> there's a, there's a there's a couple of there's a couple of really awful sub forums on 4chan. Don't you end up in some those. weird hole, then some weird spiraling holes on that website, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll end up in the forum with the people that do like mass shootings and post about it in advance, and Ugh. everybody eggs them on to do it, and then when they do it, they're like, "Holy shit, it was for real!" Bunch of uh, assholes. That's right. Stay away from 4chan. Uh, but on the other hand, I love 4chan. Please don't dox me or. Destroy my website and podcast because apparently that's shit. Or your life, like I've never. Yeah, cinemageekly dot com is where you can go to find uh, all of our four chan dick sucking uh, and uh, <laughs> social media accounts as well: Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Instagram. I believe uh, if you want, you can go to the Twitch page right now: uh, Twitch TV slash cinemageekly and. Watch Aaron and I's uh, streaming of the Star Wars Battlefront beta, uh, which was a lot of we had fun. a lot of fun. Yeah, I think Aaron's got it up on his uh, Twitch channel as well, the Prophet of Geek Twitch channel, that you can go watch his yep. perspective of events as well. Um, God, that was a lot of fun uh, for the podcast. I'm so sad that it, that it's that it's done. I mean, you know, I, I maxed out that level on the on the big multiplayer map, and it was just I was raring to go on new shit. It was good. It was a uh, it was a really good time. Glenn and I, in fact, yeah. Were, played for a little bit as well uh yeah you just kind of like showed up in front of me on one of the maps that's right uh for the okay as the podcast, <laughs> it really got blown up that's right i died as soon as i spawned it seemed like uh as for uh the podcast you can download it and stream it right from the website but of course uh you can listen to us on itunes stitcher and the tune in radio apps across uh, a variety of devices apple windows android uh, and of course, uh, one more time, cinemageekly.com slash premium. Now that freemium week is over, it's back to $12. Uh, but that $12 gives you 365 days of premium podcasting. I'm hoping you guys, one or two of the people who listen to those episodes, because some of them got hundreds and hundreds of downloads, uh, that will nice. get, that will get, uh, we'll get a few subscribers out of that. Well, thanks for de- checking that shit out, man. Which That's awesome. Be, which would be nice. I want to get one of these, uh, fucking microphones with a headphone jack in it like what glenn has because my my microphone doesn't have a headphone jack in it glenn's really yeah, glenn, yeah no it's a it's just a microphone no, huh. no headphone jacks uh I'm, apparently i'm not living in 2015 with my with my podcast mic oh, i'm getting ready to upgrade i'm getting that boom arm so i could mount it properly in oh, front shit, of me like a, like a robot dong like a pro yeah <laughs> hashtag robot dong uh <laughs> all right so uh so for Glenn Bovey and Aaron De La Osa, I'm Anthony Lewis. We'll be back next week with more Cinema Geekly Podcast. Yeah.